Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And we're recording. Hello, Karen Devaney. Hey, Ann Barnard. Howdy do. Howdy doody. <laughs> <laughs> so, we both have our hot tea with a little a little something something in it. We do. Very excited about that. A little that. bourbon, a little honey. Yeah, it's good for the soul. Um, the raspy voice. I'm going to have to point out that we are not in a car Mm-mm. and we are not at a cemetery. That did not go well for yeah. some reason. We had so much static and feedback on that recording, we couldn't keep it. I don't know if there it was... There were too many spirits. I think it, we had a car <laughs> full of spurts yeah. and they were messing up our energy field. Absolutely. Not to mention... Karen's car kept doing these really odd things where the air conditioner would be full blast. And then all of a sudden the heat heat. would come on and I wasn't touching it. So somebody was fiddling with my fixtures. And then she had sensors that would go off. She's got a sensor when she gets too close to something, her car beeps. And the sensor would keep beeping, but we weren't close enough. We weren't doing anything. It's a parking sensor, but we weren't parking. Right. So I don't I don't know. We had to scrap that episode and record from the safety of our home. It is dark outside. It's dark. It could be gloomy. Spooky. Spooky weather. (laughs) So I want to ask you a question. I'm scared. Do you know what taphophobia is? Yes. I do. Because I think I have it. Oh, I'm sure I do. (laughs) The fear. Of being buried alive. Yes, that is definitely, that's exactly what it is. The fear of being buried alive. I know I have it. That oh is, my God. that's just, I mean, just I don't know anybody it. that wouldn't have that fear. Me like, neither. Well, it's like, going like bring it on. I don't know. I know sometimes you watch it. Um, there's a show called The Challenge. If you haven't watched it, you should watch it. Mm. It's an MTV um, spinoff show. Um, lots of drama and hijinks, but also they do these very insane physical challenges. And yes. one episode they did, they actually buried all of the girls got buried like overnight. And the guys task, and they had a tube. It wasn't like they couldn't. It breathe. was actually their enemy. They had to go and find their enemy from, from shows past. The girls were and go buried. dig them up. It was all girls. They yes. were all buried. And they could breathe. There was an apparatus so they could breathe. Is that enough, though? No. Not enough. No. And then the guys had to go with a shovel and bury them. And these, these girls were buried freaking deep. Yeah. They had to it dig. Wasn't, they had to dig deep. Oh it was not God. a shallow grave. It was I'm not a not. shallow grave. And they were actually in boxes. Yeah. They were in pine boxes. Yeah. Shaped like coffins. It's not okay. It was not okay. No. I couldn't watch it. I had actually, to fast forward. And the there's another fear called ferrophobia. I think ferrophobia. And that is actually the fear of coffins oh. or caskets. I, mean, I don't think I have a, a fear of coffins. I don't think I caskets. have that either. But if I had that, I would not have been able, nobody with that could have done that. Like no. they couldn't have done that show. No. So that was crazy. I remember watching that episode and oh. it was, it was, it really Terrifying. made me feel like I couldn't breathe. That and, th- <sighs> and anything that's like way high up, they're, they're all harnessed, but like if I'm in a car and I'm on a really high mountain, it can't, it's too much for me. It's too, it's much. too much. We cannot look, we cannot look it's over the edge. Much. So yeah, the buried alive thing is too much. And Luckily for all of us, we've got some buried alive stories to tell you. We do. So I have one buried alive story and then a ghost story that was sent in by our listener, Haley. Oh my gosh, I love Haley. Me too. So 
Haley is our friend. She is. I don't she's know if she knows friends. that she's well, our friend. It's too bad if she... We tell her, you're our friend. Mm-hmm. And then she LOLs or whatever. So Yeah, like, like in email, we actually say thank you for being our friend. Yeah. But she doesn't really respond like, oh, of course I'm of your course friend. Of course I'm your friend. No, yeah. she just leaves us hanging sometimes. Like, you don't that. have to buy us Christmas presents or anything no, like that. No, 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 no. We don't just want presents. just have to be... If we're out, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's my friend Haley. And you say, yes, and you're my friend Ann. Yes. Here's my other friend, Karen. Yeah, that's me. So that'd be nice, Haley. Mm -hmm. I mean, just, you know, recognize us. Just recognize us as your friend. But anyway, she sent in a really creepy ghost story that actually happened to her. It's a firsthand account, and I cannot wait to share that. All right. So you want to tell your story first? We're not baking, by the way. I mean, actually, we are baking, but we're not baking on the show. No, because there's always something baking there's always baking something here. baking. I, I baked last night, and unfortunately, um, it's all gone. So yeah. I have to bake it again today. Well, I just think you need so to start that, doubling that recipe. Who's ever heard of only making two dozen cookies? That's just stupid. Well, I, you'd think it'd be enough. I, I live alone. Yeah, but... You don't eat alone. That's true. <laughs> well, I do eat alone, but I no. it's like there's a sixth sense that goes off on the second floor. <laughs> like, there must be a smell that wafts down. Yes. And you're like, like, are you making cookies? <laughs> As a matter of fact, I yes, am. I am. They, yes. I, they actually know what time I usually bake. I know. We love later, it. Later in the day. That's so. right. All right. So let's hear it. Okay. So this one actually oh hails. My God, I'm already scared. <laughs> this one hails from Edisto Island, South Carolina. Oh, my God. We went out to... I did. I heard it already, but I'm still scared. Oh, my God. We went out to um, the Presbyterian Church out on Edisto. We walked through the graveyard, and we saw the actual site of what I'm going to talk about. Yes, we did. And we took pictures of it. We took pictures. And it was creepy. And it was so creepy. And that graveyard is astounding. Yes. So the congregation was founded in 1685 of this local Presbyterian church, mm-hmm. but the the church building that sits there, there are two buildings. One is new and one is old. The old church building, the original church, was constructed in 1831. Wow. So the um, cemetery there, of course, has people buried there that are, started in 1831. Well, so, and was... I've, been, I've been told that the difference between a cemetery and a graveyard, this is actually a graveyard. Because a graveyard is attached to a church, and a cemetery is not attached to a church. I didn't know that, but I've been schooled. There you go. So, this there, was a graveyard. We did see a grave there from where a, a gentleman was born in the 1700s. He didn't die in the 1700s, but right. it's the first time I've ever seen a headstone that with started, the, out, that the started 1700s. out in the 1700s. Yeah, yeah that was Unless amazing. I was, you know, I mean, we, we might have a been. tourist attraction somewhere yeah. looking at yeah. Graves or whatever. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> not that that's something I do often. No. Well, we try not to. Let's just talk a little bit about what this graveyard cemetery is. How beautiful it is. Because as we walked through, there were these gorgeous, old, really, really old iron gates. So intricate. They just absolutely amazing. Yeah, and Charleston is known for its iron works. Yes. The gates and stuff are very ornate in Charleston. And beautiful. so, of course. These were very ornate gates, and they were they surrounded the family plots. Yes. So the gates were different, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, I mean, some of the gates were they did the work on them, but and the headstones. Oh my God! So much love went into those headstones. Yes, some of the really little babies' headstones actually were made to look like cribs. Yeah. 
um, where the, the bed of the crib was actually bare and had ground in it, which is kind of weird. There was one headstone that was absolutely beautiful that I, that I will post a picture of. And it had on the front of it, it was a wreath of rosebuds. And on the top of it, it looked like a little blanket had been draped and a little rosebud had been left on top. But it was all one piece. Yeah, and I don't it think molded. it was marble. I think it's like, is it granite? or No, it's not granite. Maybe. I think it's like, I don't know, sandstone, limestone. Sandstone, something, it, whatever, stood the test of time, stone. Yes, it's none, of the, none of the writings, had, none of the etchings had stood the test of time right. on that when it was completely smooth, but you, but because this was part of the molding, right. it had not eroded to the point that it was flat. It was absolutely gorgeous, and some of them are very tall, like these, um, I, I want to call it a steeple, but I don't think it, that's what it's called. Um, it's like a spire that goes up and then around there was one that was that was done for a family but I think the mother was the first one in but it had all these little panels going around it and it had something said about the mom on one the dad on the other right. and all the people that had been buried in that Just little area beautiful absolutely really gorgeous beautiful so yeah and there was a what there was a family that, that was killed in a steamboat accident um, and they had a monument for them up that had all their names. And the headstones don't, the ones that we could see, don't just have the year they're born, the year they die. They take it down to the month that, like, he was 79 years, six months, and five days. And I am going back to that. I think it's lovely. I'm going back to that. I think that's lovely because you, you're not making people stand out in a cemetery and do math. No. And I don't think you should. No, you shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to. I'm going to be to. cremated, so it doesn't matter for me. But I'm going to be cremated too, but somewhere there's going to be a plaque. You and think? it's going to, oh, I know. If, even if it's a scoreboard. Oh. It's going to, but oh, it's going to have, it's going to have the, the year, the month, the day, and perhaps even the hour and minute. Oh no, that's a great idea. Yeah. 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 So, um, I, I definitely, that's what I want. That's okay. what I want. I'm just saying. Duly noted. And then every year on my birthday, I think it should just it just should explode with confetti. I think it will. Yeah. I think it will. Yeah, almost like the ball dropping. I hope I'm not here to see it, but I feel certain <laughs> that, it, that it will. I'm going to have to invest a lot of money in this because I think when I'm gone, <laughs> nobody else is going to. Yeah, so this cemetery graveyard thing is absolutely stunning because you have these really old, peaceful family plots, but then they are joined by these just wonderful live oaks that we have here in Charleston. They're so old. And they're draped with this really long hanging Spanish moss. It's so creepy. It's it so blows creepy. in the wind. It's almost and... like the, a tattered dress. Yes. You know, if you were to see the shadow of it at night. Easily. Easily. Yeah. Especially little... with the moonlight coming through it. You yeah. Would not, you would think it was a ghost. Yeah. So during the day, it's really pretty. At night, not, not so much. <laughs> Yeah, we're too chicken to go out there at night. Yeah. And also, in the corner of this sits a mausoleum. It's yes. the only mausoleum out there. It is. Um, so, I'm going to talk about this mausoleum. Okay. okay. It's creeping me out already. Yes. So, we are in um, 1852. Okay. And this little this little girl named Julia Legree. Now, people, if there's like... Was she 15 or 16? Was she 9 or 10? We don't really know, but she was a little girl. And she had come, her family owned a lot of property, a lot of land. And she had come to the um, plantation in Edisto for a visit, maybe for a little summer vacation or something. 
Well, while she's there, she falls ill. Mm. And um, she wasn't doing very well. And she slips into a coma. Oh, my. And her family was trying to care for her and make her better. And it wasn't going well. And they couldn't figure out what was wrong or what to do to help her. So um, she started to really slip into this coma. And they felt really like she was leaving them. Right. So they call for the physician. The family doctor comes. Which you can tell that these people had some money because most people back in that day couldn't afford for the family doctor to come. No. Absolutely not. So um, the the family physician comes and he examines her and he says, Julia has passed. Mm. And it's very upsetting. And back in those days, um, they didn't embalm bodies. No. And they really wanted to get them in the ground in a hurry, especially um, in the case of a disease. Yeah. Um, especially if they spread. didn't know what took them. Right. And they didn't want it to spread through the family. They didn't want a lot of people around. So people would pay their last respects. So they laid her out, dressed her in a white dress, very quickly paid their last respects to her. And then they took her to the mausoleum in the cemetery where we were, the graveyard. And um, they put her in there. Mm-hmm. And they sealed the door. Okay. And people, of course, are just so upset because they've lost this sweet little girl, Julia. So we're going to fast forward a little bit. And Julia also had a brother. And about 15 years after Julia died, her brother passed away. Right. God, can you imagine mm-hmm. the heartbreak of that family? I know. I and mean, that's what we saw in this cemetery or graveyard or what this place. Um, it was so full of infant children. Young, young. Young. Like some of them were 10 days old. Some of them were four years old. Some of them were eight years old. But right. children didn't fare well in those times, no. especially during birth. A lot of times the child and the mother was lost. Right. And it was really tough. And that was, to me, that that's the stuff that really hurts my heart is when you see these infant graves right it's just it's just devastating so um this family is devastated once again and they go um to of course put the boy into the family mausoleum and when they get to the family mausoleum um and they open it up it's sealed and locked they open it can you imagine can you imagine open that up knowing like their dead bodies in there So they go to open it up, and what they find is a skeleton of a girl in a white dress crumpled on the floor in the corner right by the door. And evidently, this is Julia. Oh, my God. And they are devastated to to figure out that they they had buried that child alive. She had slipped into a coma. The doctor didn't get it right. Freaking doctor. He didn't put the hot poker in her butt. Oh, my god! Like they, they used yeah, to. Yeah, well, once they started figuring out they were burying their loved ones alive, that yes. became a common practice. They yes. would either go through the nasal cavity or you. through the rectum with a hot poker. If that were me, and somebody <laughs> poked my booty hole with a hot poker oh. to see if I was alive, I'd come back swinging. Oh, yeah. They would bring me back from the dead, yes. and I would come and beat the shit out of well, them with their dead. poker. I would lose my voice. Immediately. Yes, immediately. So, well, as long as you don't have to yell at them. Yes. <laughs> but and nobody be better be putting a hot poker up my buddy hole. Yeah, well, I think that we've got, we've advanced in our technology. We I'm just saying, it, it would piss me that. off if it went up in my nose, but it would triple piss me off if yeah. it went up in my boo-boo. Yes. That's not nice. That's 
Yeah. And then you got blisters back there. So yeah. you've brought me back from oh, the dead. Well, now you're really going to die. Anal blisters really that are going to get infected because of the poo. Well, now I'm going to die. Now I'm going to die a slow death you, you because I have an anal infection. <laughs> and nobody knows how to cure that. Thanks so much for the third degree burns yeah, on my booty. Really, I'm not okay with yeah. it. I'm glad we don't do that anymore. Me too. So anyway, back to my very spooky story. They realize that poor Julia has been buried alive. They are devastated. They put her back to where she belongs in, in her little coffin, in her little crypt. And they close the door after they put the boy in there. Right. And the family just absolutely devastated over what they found. They come back three days later to grieve some more because they just feel so badly about what they've done to poor Julia. So they come back and the door to the mausoleum is open. Oh gosh. And they were like, well, we know we we locked it. So wouldn't you like immediately be like, holy crap, did we just bury our son alive? I know. I would be thinking that too. Like, holy shit, we did it again. How dumb are we? Like we're horrible parents. Yeah. But everything, nothing was disturbed in there. Right. But the door was open. That's crazy. Yes. And so they they put the door back on and then went about their business. And a couple of days later, they went back and the door had actually cracked. <gasps> now, this is a heavy stone door that oh they put gosh. there. And they're like, okay, something is it not right. It takes like four people to even open that door. Yes. It's, a, it's really, really difficult to oh get that gosh. open. And they're like, okay, something is definitely not okay. So then they hire some people to come in with a metal door. Right. And they install a metal door to the front of this. And they're like, this will help. Right. Because they thought maybe they had grave diggers that were coming in and trying to dig up. Right. The, you know, stuff. So they put this metal door that could only be locked, you know, and unlocked on the outside with a metal bar on it. It was very ornate. Very, like, there was a lot of mechanisms here. And they came back to check on it a couple of days later, and not only had the door been removed, but the door had been destroyed. Mm. It was dented, and they were just like, this is the craziest thing. So what they ended up doing was they actually took the door off, and they left the door off. And that mausoleum still stands today since the 1800s. With no door on it. Yeah, there's no door. And the air in there is so heavy and thick and just, it's just really heavy. Like, it's, we peeked in. We didn't yeah. set a foot, a toe, a pinky, nothing, nothing inside. No. Because the little boy's grave is actually decorated with all kinds of little toys. And there's some palm fronds. Yeah. And, um, yeah. yeah, it's just, oh, my God, it's really creepy. But, yeah, you don't want to go in there. No. So anyway, so the legend is that she still um, roams the cemetery because she likes to get out to get the fresh air. Yeah, I I wouldn't want to be in there at all. So people say that they've seen a girl in a white dress roaming in the back of that cemetery. <gasps> so, and they feel like it's Julia out for her nightly stroll to get some fresh air because she doesn't like to be in the mausoleum where no, she was buried doubt alive. about it. Yes. How crazy is that? Yeah, I'm so, so glad they took that door off. Me too. So what I have for you now is there's a guy that wrote a story about his experiences spending the night in the cemetery. He did what? Exactly. Why on earth? Why 
Just because you think it's going to be cool? Um, I think he was with a bunch of friends. Not my cup of tea. Not I mean, my cup I'm of tea. This is my cup, my cup of tea with some bourbon and honey in it. It's, it's good for so you. so good. Mm -hmm. It's not helping my voice, but it is helping my soul. Mm, I love it. All right, so what does this dude do? Okay, so he and a bunch of friends decide to go out to Edisto Island and explore the old graveyard next to the Presbyterian Church because that's what all people do. They had heard the legend of Julia and wanted to find out if it was really haunted. So um, he was taking a look in the mausoleum and these kids, I guess this is when there was still a door on it. These kids locked him in the mausoleum. Oh my gosh. Yes. They shut this giant storm, storm, stone storm, door. Storm, storm door. door. I can deal with the storm door. Exactly. I'm through. They shut the big stone door behind him. I think it was the metal door at that point, probably. Well, it it specifically says they shut the stone door behind me. Wow. And left me trapped inside. Assholes. So, um, and I don't know. I mean, this could be written 40, 50, 100 years ago. I'm not sure. Oh, my when gosh. When this happened. So, um... He stood in the in the darkness, terrified, and the, the boys on the outside laughed at him and said, we'll be back for you in the morning. Oh, my gosh. So then who he was are like, their mothers? I don't know who their mothers are, but I, I'm very disappointed in their behavior. Yes, that is so irresponsible because what if he suffocated? They didn't know if there was enough That's air right. in there. Yeah, what that if he had a heart attack from a panic attack? It's tiny. It's tiny. It is tiny. Oh it is very God. tiny. I'm sweating just It is littler than a tiny house. It's awful. It's right. Awful. No. 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 So he, of course, is pushing against the door with all his strength. And oh he's screaming and yelling and pounding. But it's stone. He's knocking on stone. It doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. And so um, he, it's pitch black in there. So oh he nervously God. sits down in the corner, huddles in this corner, practically in the fetal position, thinking, okay, i got to get through the night. I've got to figure out how to get in it. My and thought then, would be I'm going to die. Yes. So he begins to panic, and he actually starts to feel pressure on his chest, probably a panic attack. Or a heart attack. And then he starts to, he actually starts to cry. Oh, yeah. I'm crying with him. Yeah. So then all of a sudden, as he's crying and trembling, and he's all up in his head, thinking, how am I going to get through this? They're not coming till morning. I've got to figure out. I can't get out. I've got to figure out how am I going to last. And I need new friends. And I need new friends. And Haley I hate my friends. Haley would not do that to us. I would hope not, Haley. If you do, you're very disappointed. I'm telling you right now, she She's would. just not that kind of girl. No. No, no I, I agree. I believe Haley is not like this. Yeah, and I've only met her once. There you go. So then, all of a sudden, she hears a faint scratching sound. The dude? He the dude. It? Not she. He. I'm sorry, dude. Singing of Haley. <sighs> he hears this faint scratching sound, and at first he thought, that's got to be my imagination. Or a mouse or a rat. Yeah, which would be just as bad, oh honestly. God. So he huddles in the corner, and he the scratching becomes more and more frantic and louder. Yeah, you would have been hearing the slow trickle of pee at this oh, point. Oh, good Lord. And probably I, I probably might have lost my bowels at this point. <laughs> So anyway, he huddles in the corner and he tries to cover his ears to block out the sound of the scratching because it is unnerving him. Yeah. I, I would fall apart. Like my teeth would fall out. I'd be so scared. 
So anyway, all of a sudden, he hears this horrible guttural scream. <gasps> and it's filling this mausoleum. So he's like, it's in the mausoleum with me. It's something that's in here with me. And it's screaming. And he said it was absolutely the most god-awful sound. It was just, it was like a scream followed by sobbing. And it was the sobbing of a girl. He's like, oh, my God, they they must have locked somebody else in here with me, and I didn't know. Maybe she was hiding in here from her friend with her friends, and then I came in, and then she was scared, and now she's realizing we're stuck. And now he's like, oh, my gosh. So he said the screaming got so bad, he actually started – his ears were ringing. That's how bad the screaming was. And he was like, oh, my gosh, what do I do? He's in the corner. He's in complete pitch black. And he's got chills up one side and down the, down his body. And this girl is sobbing uncontrollably. And he said it sounded like she just had no hope. And he wanted to reach out and comfort her, but he was too scared to even move. Right. Like, that's how terrified he was. So at that moment, um, the door starts to creak mm -hmm. and the door comes open. What? And he's thinking, oh, thank God my asshole friends have let me out. Right. So he comes, he shoots out of there like a cannon. Right. And he comes out of there and he looks around and his friends are not anywhere to be found. He can hear them laughing. They've gone around to the front of the church right. in the parking lot and they're standing there laughing. Oh, my God. And they haven't heard a thing. I'd sneak up on them. So he goes running. I wouldn't have time to sneak up on anybody because I would be running with my hair on fire <laughs> and squealing. <laughs> so he runs up and they all look at him like, oh my gosh, how did you get out? And he was like, of course, you big assholes. And then he was like, I don't know. The door just opened. Didn't you hear all that screaming? They were like, no, we didn't hear any screaming, you big liar. Oh my gosh. So yeah. So they were like, we just don't understand how you got out. And he was like, well, the door just opened. And it let me out. And they're like, okay. And so they don't really believe him. So they go to get into their car or wherever they're going. I don't know if they're in a car. But one of the people with him looked at him and said, oh, my God, look at your face. What's on your face? And he goes into the light and he sees that on his face are five bloody <gasps> fingerprints streaked oh. down the side of his face. Oh, no. And he said it almost looked like somebody had stroked his face with bloody fingers oh to comfort gosh. him. And he said, thank God he didn't feel it. Can you imagine? No. Holy moly. Like, all my bones will fall apart. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah. I don't even know. The, I don't even know how to explain that, that level of scared. No. I never would have known that level <laughs> of scared. Me neither. Like. Me neither. So anyway, he feels like that what had happened was that she had tried to comfort him and then realized that she needed to get him out of there. And then she opened the door for him and he came out. Right. So needless to say, he never went back to that she cemetery. She showed up in her, the friend's dreams that night. I hope so, too. And I, I hope she that. flipped them all off. Me, too. She was like, oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, and then she should have said, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you right now. Yeah. And then that boy should never, ever have another bad dream. No. He's had all the bad dreams in one moment. I bet he came out with white hair. Probably. He probably did. Yeah. And big, like, big saucer eyes. And yeah. probably like that still. Yeah. <laughs> He's walking around. He's walking around with a shock. His face. All the time. It's frozen. Oh, my God. Yeah, so that is so creepy. That's so creepy. It takes my breath away. Cool. Well, it takes my breath away to think that anybody was in that mausoleum for more than a second. Because 
the air in there is at, at it's just stifling. It's so stifling in there. It's just that ugh. is insane. Yeah, that's so, insane. That was a great story, though. Great story. Spooky. So spooky. Yes. I don't like it. A double whammy spooky. I have a story, a buried alive story. Okay. Um, this was back in 1889. See, I feel like the 1800s, they were full of this shit. Yeah. I don't want to go back there. If I ever get a time machine, remind me. Don't go back to the 1800s because people were Not being buried time. alive. Not, Not a good time. time. Yeah. Mm -mm. Yeah. And don't go back to 2020. Don't, oh, don't that, that shouldn't even be an option. Yeah. No, my time machine's going to skip that here. Exactly. <laughs> so in 1889, Octavia Smith married a wealthy Kentuckian. And his name is James Hatcher. The newlyweds had a son who they named Jacob. Jacob. But the infant mortality rates were really bad in the 1800s, and Jacob died while he was still an infant. Oh, God, that just it happened so much. That's why they had so many children. They never knew when they were going to live or die. It's true. So losing her son put Octavia in a deep depression, and she was bedridden for several months. Aww. During this time, she also began showing signs of a mysterious illness. Eventually, her body entered a coma-like state, and nobody could wake her up. Another thing from the 1800s. Lots of mysterious illnesses. They got the vapors. They got the vapors, and then they just went into these comas, and they just didn't know. I know. So she was pronounced dead in May of 1891, just four months after Jacob's death. Aww. It was an unusually hot May in Kentucky. So Octavia was buried very quickly. But a few days later, others in the town began falling into a similar coma-like sleep with shallow breathing patterns, only to awaken a few days later. Maybe they needed CPAP machines. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> they just needed some CPAP back then. They discovered it was actually an illness caused by the Tsetse fly. Them damn Tsetse flies. I don't even know we had them here. Well, they had them in Kentucky. Well, I'll be damned. I hope they kept them there. Well, they had them in Kentucky in the 1800s. How well, I'm that? hoping they didn't cross the 1800 line or the Kentucky state line. Exactly. Fearing that she had been buried alive, her husband James panics and has Octavia exhumed. <gasps> Good. Thinking that she might awaken. Aww. She had, but it was too late. Octavia's Aww. coffin was airtight. He found the coffin lining had been shredded. And Octavia's oh. fingernails were bloody, oh, no. and on her face was a frozen, contorted shriek of terror. So he was right. Evidently, but too late. He was traumatized, but reburied her and erected a lifelike monument of her that sits in the cemetery where she rests. That's kind of does crazy. she haunt? And then, um, Is she haunted? Oh no. James went on to develop a severe phobia of being buried alive. Taffa phobia. Taffa freaking phobia. Gee, or is it tapa? Taffa phobia sounds like, like fear of eggs. Oh, maybe. <laughs> or tap dancing. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to look it up. But listen. But listen. One night. But there's more. Um, hang on. Okay. Sorry, I have to think about this. Oh yeah, some of the stories that I came across there are they're too much. I can't, I can't, I can't. So it is taphophobia, T-A-P-H-O phobia. Yeah. Yeah. It was scary. It was super scary. Okay. Um, okay, so that was that story of that. 
There's another story. Don't you tell Haley's story while you're looking for that? You can tell Haley's story, yeah. Okay. Because I'm having a hard time operating my phone because I feel like maybe the bourbon start to kick in. Yeah, no, I can see that. You got you got that struggle look on your face. I got a struggle look. I'm yes. Str I'm struggling. Okay, so Haley's freshman year, she joined her older sister at Kappa Kappa Gamma in the at the University of Colorado in Boulder. Wow. She was living in the dorms at the time, but her sister was living in the sorority house and sharing a room with a friend. It was early fall, and she got very sick with pneumonia. Haley did. Bless your heart, Haley. We hope you're feeling better. Oh, yes. I, I mean... Oh, well, yeah, that's true. She doesn't have it now. <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping you don't still have pneumonia. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I hope your lungs... Your brain's kicking in, too. Shit. I can see it traveling. I know. I can feel it, too. It's like fire. <laughs> it's like fire right up my collar. Okay, so no, 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 no. Uh, pneumonia. She got pneumonia, y'all. She got the pneumonia. That's, what a terrible thing to have in college when you're away from home. And... Oh, and I had it. Me too. More than once. After a brief hospital stay, she was cleared to go home. Lord have mercy, Haley was in the hospital, and we didn't even know. We didn't send her flowers. But not now. Oh, that's right. It's not now. Okay. Shh. Oh my you're God. just confusing the shit out of me right now. So. <laughs> Haley's sister offered for Haley to go spend a few nights in her dorm at her gamma house room um, instead of a dorm room and said go and spend a few nights there to rest and recover and Haley's sister offered to go stay at, her, at Haley's sister's boyfriend's house. I didn't want it to sound like Haley's sister was staying at Haley's boyfriend's house. It's not. Haley's sister was going to stay at her own boyfriend's house. And she and her sister was staying in the sorority house. Her sister lived at Kappa Kappa Gamma. No, no, no. Yes, her Haley sister. Is, Haley is staying at the sorority house. She is going to stay. Haley's with, sister is going to stay with, with Haley's, Haley's boyfriend. sister's boyfriend. Yes. Not Haley's boyfriend. <laughs> oh my God, Haley. Haley, I've made your sister to be a, a floozy. And no. I, Haley's sister is going to stay with her with her, her boyfriend, own boyfriend, and Haley's going to stay at the sorority. Honestly, the nice thing would have been if the sister had stayed with Haley. Yeah, but then the you got to sleep house. in the same bed. Whatever, they're sisters. I don't like to sleep in the same bed with you. Nobody likes to sleep in the same bed with you. So there, maybe it's <laughs> the same situation. This is very confusing. It's not at all confusing. Okay, so Haley so is sleeping at the sorority house. She is, and her sister is not. Don't we don't care about her sister. That is rude. No, I care. care deeply for Haley's sister. <laughs> I care deeply for her. That's so mean. No, Haley, we do care about your sister. For this story, Haley, just for this story, we're no, not. No, why you're not our friend? You think we don't hard. care about your family? I love your sister. Okay, I think I should have one. So, okay, so one night. As Haley was sleeping at the Kappa Kappa Gamma house, mm -hmm. she was deep asleep. She probably had had some NyQuil and oh, some yeah. vapor rub. Maybe like the, the codeine. The oh, stuff yeah. Oh, that stuff. That's yeah. good stuff. She suddenly awoke to a woman sitting on the end of her bed. Her sister came back. Okay. She didn't put on any glasses, so mm -hmm. the person was kind of fuzzy. I get it. She had blonde hair and a figure similar to her sister. Oh, okay. So she's like, my sister came back. Nice. So thinking it was her, she said, do you want me to scoot over? And if it were me, I'd have been like, are you expecting me to scoot over? <laughs> okay. So the 
person replied, no, honey, just go back to sleep. As she walked away, Haley noticed it was not her sister and noticed that the woman was wearing a white shirt and some bell-bottom jeans. I don't know how how old Haley is, but I don't think this was in the time of bell-bottom jeans. Because I think Haley is a little... We've seen Haley, and she is considerably younger than we are. Yes, and when I went to college, they still didn't have... They they were still far away from the bell-bottom jeans. Not that... Shut the flipping hell up. (laughs) You're so rude. Okay. I would throw my drink in your face, but I don't want to waste the bourbon. (laughs) So the next morning, her sister came back in from the boyfriend's house. And we're not judging at all that she stayed at the boyfriend's house. Yes, no. Okay. That's just what you do in college. That's why you go to college. So anyway, she's wearing... That's why you went to college. Yeah, and then I got a degree. Right. So... She's wearing slim jeans and a leather jacket, which was more Haley's sister style and right. not bell bottoms and a white shirt. Right. So she tells her tells she tells her sister about the woman and the sister's eyes got wide. <gasps> and she said other women in the house had had experiences with this ghost and they all called her Mary. Now here's my question for Haley's sister. Why didn't you mention this before? Before yeah. you say, hey, just sleep in my bed. I'd have been out. a little pissed off. Yeah, I'd have been yeah. wanting to have had some sort of a heads up. Not only that, but Haley's sister's roommate had had experiences with Mary as well, but didn't see her, but said, I didn't see her on oh, that night. Dear. So flash forward to Haley's junior year, and she's now living at the Kappa Kappa Gamma house. And through the luck of the draw and the point system that they have, she ended up in the same exact room as where her sister slept. Oh. And I would have said, no, thank you. Right. I will not be, I will sleep in the kitchen. Some people don't mind it. Well, she said, at the, at first she was very weary, leery, like she was worried. Right. About having some experience. Oh, oh there goes the bourbon. Oh, my. <laughs> talking now oh my so she said that she was a little bit worried about having to sleep there but she moved in and all seemed well and then her roommate actually went out of town the first week of school for a wedding so she was like well if it's going to happen it's probably going to happen now because i'm alone and nothing happened so she was like peaceful easy feeling good to go no weird bell-bottom lady so um she wasn't scared she wasn't worried about being there Mary was not to be seen or heard from. Hello. <laughs> so then. Did we put Mary in the closet? <laughs> we might have. So it says that her roommate, Jen, came back the second week of school. And while Mary was trying. No, not Mary. Oh, my goodness. While Haley was trying to. Haley, can you just come tell the story, please? While Haley was trying to sleep at night. Her roommate, Jen, kept walking around the room, opening drawers, organizing crap, sifting through papers, books, moving things around. She was like, she was really rowdy. Right. And Haley is like, what the flip? I'm trying to sleep. And now this girl's a night owl and this is going to be an issue. Mm. So after a couple of days, she said, I got kind of tired of her shenanigans. Mm. I understand that. I don't like a shenanigan. No. She decided to confront her softly. Um, one morning, and she said that um, she's like, is there any way that you can do your room organization during the day? Right. Because you're kind of keeping me up at night. Yeah. She didn't say this, but she meant biatch. 
And so the roommate was like, oh my gosh, I thought that was you. Oh my. Yes. So it seems as though Mary was back and making it known and organizing their stuff for them, which I thought was nice. She could have done some laundry, though. Something. Maybe cleaned a bathroom, because those sorority house bathrooms got a little nasty. Yeah. So that night, the noises stopped inside their room, but every once in a while, they would both wake up at the same time to um, sounds of shuffling paper, and then they would hear footsteps outside their room or just just outside or leaving their room. Right. So... She said it doesn't end there. Oh, my. I know. I love a love and then. And then. So a few months later, a group of women, probably alumni, came to the house to visit their old stomping grounds. Mm-hmm. And one of them stopped downstairs in the common room. She stopped in front of this large bookcase and pointed to a plaque way up at the top of the bookcase. And she said, that is dedicated to a friend of ours who passed away in a bike accident. She was on the way to our sorority meeting when she passed. And um, the bookcase had the woman's name on it. It was not Mary. Right. But Haley recognized the woman because the woman was wearing in the picture the bell bottoms. <gasps> oh, no. Yes. And it was from 1972, which, oh. by the way, was way before I went to college. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. So, anyway, oh my that's gosh. Haley's real life ghost story. I'm surprised she doesn't have gray hair. That would have freaked me out. Maybe she colors it. Oh, Maybe don't start girl. spreading rumors about about Haley. About Haley. <laughs> so anyway, Haley, thank you so much yes, for sending that in. We you. love it. We love that you're our friend, and I'm so sorry I butchered that. But you can blame that probably, on the bourbon. Probably not so much our friend. She's probably anymore. turned this off by now. She's like, "Them bitches, I'm not listening to that shit." Mm-mm. Well, as you were talking, it's so weird because a story just popped up on my phone. Get out! I will not because mm-hmm. this is my home. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, this is the story of Headless Annie. No! Oh, you're Annie! Yeah, I know. Oh, it just popped no, up. It's so no. crazy. No, no, no. Your name is Ann. I know. And I call you Annie sometimes. I know. I don't like this. But I've got a head. But maybe you've been faking it this whole time and you don't. Maybe. Take the ribbon off around my neck. <gasps> oh, no! <laughs> this is from... I can't say it. I can't pronounce it. Oh, I was going to say, is it a cuss word? No, it's a place in South Carolina. Oh, what's it called? I mean, like, what's it spelled? I think it's Panopolis. P-I-N-O-P-O-L-I-S. Panopolis sounds like a good word to me. There seems to be a ghost running in the field there. A field ghost? According to the story, a woman named Annie was married to an abusive man. Who, in a fit of rage, decided to cut her head off one day. That son of a biscuit. Annie was buried in the cemetery and is said to be walking the ground searching for her missing head. He didn't even bury her head with her? That's so, so rude. This reporter reaches out to people in the community to see, is this true? Yeah. Right? Many said that they had, they were familiar with the story um, because their friends had been telling it for a long time. But one resident who came forward said that she had an experience with Headless Annie. Oh, God. Yeah. Her grandma tells the story. And her grandma always tells her, don't, you, don't be going to that cemetery. Don't, don't be going. do it. You stay away. But Donna said one night. We're going to Panopolis now. She and her friends decided to visit the, cere- the cemetery to test out the legend for themselves. She says um, that somebody had 
told them that if you walk around the graves and say the name Headless Annie three times, then she would appear. It's like Bloody Mary. And I say that three times, and a Bloody Mary just comes right in front of me, and it's yummy. Yeah. So she and her friends are out there. It's dark. They're in the cemetery, and they say Annie's name three times. And the wind starts to pick up and blow Mm-mm. inside the cemetery. But right outside the gate, she said there was no wind blowing at all. Stop it. Yeah. She says that um, she has not actually seen Headless Annie, but she does has been by driving by the cemetery at night with her windows rolled down. And she can hear people yelling out. For headless Annie to show herself. Oh my goodness. See, here's crazy? the thing. If you lost your head and you were walking around without a head, I would at least like stick some flowers or something in there so it wouldn't be so abrupt. Yeah. Like I would put like some sunflowers or roses or something, something. like that coming out your neck so you're not so scary. Here's the thing. I feel like I need to know whether or not it's true. I don't need to know. If you... The reason is it's a ghost story. If somebody it's says a legend. this happened, then I'm going to take your word for then it. Then I'm going to say, I yeah. got you. And I'm probably not, not going to go. No, that's true. That okay. place is no longer on the places I want to go see. I know, but we could go during the day. No, because when we go during the day and record things, then we get static in our car, and your car goes bananas. It does go bananas. Right. I don't know what happened. Fancy got a mound of And then last night we were driving and it was dark and we could we swore that somebody was in our back seat and I they didn't even take my car to we the We thought cemetery. it was one of our dogs. <laughs> it was the craziest thing. <laughs> so we're telling stories and spooking ourselves oh out. Oh my gosh, yes. Which is so fun. It's the freakiest thing in the it's world. It's so fun. So it's not too late if somebody else has a ghost story, send it to us and we will read it. And then I'll send Anne out on location and she'll wear the pants. Anne is not going on location with the pants. <laughs> okay, well, guess what? We have social media. We have social media. So um, we have Instagram. We do. And that Instagram is at SugarcoatedMurder. And I work very, very hard to keep it going. And doesn't do anything with it. I barely have Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) I have started tagging her Instagram when I post so that she knows I posted something on Instagram. Because I can't find it. She'll say, did you see this? I'm like, no, where is it? I don't even know how to, to find things. So I just tag her. It's no big deal. So we have the Instagram. We have Facebook. What is our Instagram handle? I already said it, but I'll say it again for you, Bourbon Lips. It is you know at what? There may have been somebody else who didn't hear it. I don't think so. You are a monster. At, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Y'all, it's at <laughs> Sugar Coated Murder. What's that say? It says, cancel that. That cannot be true. <laughs> it's exactly. According to Luke File. Are a <laughs> okay, so we got the Instagram out of the way. Instagram. And we have we have an email account and we get you emails. Didn't cancel. Well I have stop and end <laughs> and report. That's what I have. <laughs> I don't hit I don't have a cancel. Fine, just leave it. It's fine. Anyway, we also have Facebook. Can we go back to the email? Oh I didn't God. tell anybody the email address. I didn't even know you 
said email. I did if you would stop talking over me and listen. I'm talking under you now. <laughs> Our email address is murder.sugarcoated at gmail.com. And you can email us stories or recipes that you want us to try, or you can just say, hey, love you. Send us like a friendship bracelet. We'll be friends. Yeah. 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 We also have Facebook pages. Pages. So we're at, we have Sugar Coated Murder Podcast. Fan page. Fan page. That's a group that you have to ask to get into, but we don't turn anybody away because we need more friends. We do. And also, there is a just a regular Facebook page out there, and it's just Sugar Coated Murder Podcast. Right. And we also have a website. We do. And it's called SugarCoatedPod.com. And if I wanted to have some, like, I love this podcast so much. I want to get a face mask with sugar-coated murder on it. Where do I, can I get that? Yes, you can. Where do I go? So the best thing for you to do is to find our link tree or request our link tree. Because when you get the link tree, you actually get a link to all the different places that you can listen to us. And it also gives you three different links for merchandise. Where do I find your link tree? Well, if you're on Instagram, it's in our bio. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know that we have it in our bio on Facebook. We'll have to check that. We should. But I tell you what, I'm just gonna um, I'm just gonna post it in both places tonight. Yeah, that's a great idea. As well, and then people can go on there and see it's for merchandise, or you can just email us to have a friendly conversation and go. Oh, by the way, I'd like some merchandise. What's the link? Right. And we'll give it to you yes. because it's on several different places. It's on Redbubble. It's on Teespring and TeePublic. Is it on Redbubble? It's on Redbubble. I didn't realize. Just the one. Just the one design is on Redbubble. Go to Teespring. Teespring has everything. They've got more variety. Yeah. They're, and I feel like their prices are a little better. And I think their, their shipping is a little bit better, too. It's yeah. more reasonable. But if you like Teespring, if you've bought from them before, then it's easy to go on there, too. Yeah. So, so if you don't know what a link tree is, like, what is a link tree? A link tree is, is literally a link that will pull up a page that has all different buttons on it, and it has a button for merchandise. It has a button for um, the Apple link. It's got a button for the Spotify link. It's got a button for iHeartRadio. It's got a button for all three merchandise areas, and it also has this really special button at the top, and that is if you would like to buy Ann and I a spot of tea. A spot of tea? Yes, you can donate to our tea our cause. Tea, our tea cause. Our tea <laughs> or, fund. Or the bourbon fund, because I noticed today that's getting low. The bourbon's getting low. We the need flour, eggs, butter, sugar, salt, vanilla, all the time. We were just saying how we need to go to Costco to get butter because we go through it so much. We really do. So, um, but you can treat us to a cup of coffee or a spot of tea if you want to, and that's at the very top of that page, and that, that actually links into our PayPal. How? Very freaking convenient. I love it. Mm -hmm. So, we love you guys. We hope that you are enjoying the Octobu series. We know. We are very well aware that we're not good at scary stories. Because yeah, we're chicken. We're chicken. <laughs> because we are chicken. We're chicken. So, but we've got some. We've got a couple more coming up. But maybe you'll have a little laughter in October instead of a scare. A boop. Oh, God, <laughs> that scared me. <laughs> Dang, I hate that when she does that. 
So yeah, and so we'll be back in the kitchen soon, but we're enjoying this um, this kind of. It has been kind of nice. I mean, don't think we're not in the kitchen because I'm still baking, but just not on. But I mean, recipes are already done at the new. Yeah. So You're anyway, not. we love you guys so much. Stay sweet. Don't murder. If you kill people, we, we will, will talk, talk about, about you. you. Wear your mask. Don't be a mask hole. Be a maskaholic. And wash your hands. Wash your damn hands, and guys. And just wash your hands. It's so easy. You. We just love y'all so much. We want y'all to stay around for a long time. Stay. Stay. Stay with us. Keep listening. Keep supporting us. Tell all your friends and family. And even people that you don't know. Just, just tell say, them. Just, just say, let oh my God, you got to hear this. Yeah. These so. girls are bananas. Bananas. We love y'all. Have a good week. Bye now. Bye. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.